Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the Hospital Finance Podcast. As hospitals continue to merge with each other and at the same time acquire physician practices, the question arises as to whether or not this activity improves patient outcomes. A new study from Rice University entitled Weighing the Effects of Vertical Integration Versus Market Concentration on Hospital Quality sheds some light on that dynamic. Joining me today is Mara Short, who is the Associate Director of the Center for Health and Biosciences at Rice University's Baker Institute for Public Policy. Mara, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. So let's start out, and and why don't you tell me um, what your initial hypothesis was going into this study? Sure. So we hypothesized that through the vertical integration of physicians and hospitals, that there would be decreased fragmentation in the system, meaning better coordination of care among a patient's primary care physicians, their specialists, their hospital physicians, and that this would improve the patient care. I mean, this could also be a result of things such as, you know, physicians just being more efficiently monitored if they're employed, or in some cases, physicians may have a salary contract where there's a paper performance type arrangement built in where they are kind of induced to meet certain quality goals. Um, In terms of market concentration, uh, previous research performed by other researchers had shown the potential for increased market concentration to reduce quality. And we expected that to be the case in our kind of data as well, but we still wanted to account for and examine that in our analysis. And you looked at a tremendous amount of data. Could you just tell us a little bit about uh, the data you examined and your methods for um, reaching the conclusions in the study results? Yes, we looked at nationwide hospital-level data. It was for over 4,000 hospitals, um, and this came from the Medicare Hospital Compare website. Um, The years we looked at, 2008 through 2015, so a wide branch of years as well, Um, we looked at 29 different quality measures, and these kind of broke down into three different categories. First, we had 16 processes of care, which kind of indicate, you know, how quickly a patient with certain services, like whether they're getting the proper antibiotics at the right time before their surgery, or if they're being treated with aspirin within the proper time period whenever they have a possible heart attack. Those type of things were included in that. Um, We also had three different 30-day readmission rates, We did those for um, acute myocardial infarction, heart failure, and pneumonia. And those were kind of neat to use with our data set from 2008 to 2015 because kind of in the middle of that, around 2013, is when the um, Medicare Hospital Readmissions Reduction Program started. And those were the first three kind of procedures that were looked at underneath that. third set that we looked at were 10 measures of patient satisfaction, and we pulled those from the Hospital Consumer Assessment of Healthcare Providers and System Survey, which is a mouthful, um, so we refer to it as the HCAPS. Um, and that is a random sample of adults after discharge, and it focuses on the perspective of the patient of what type of care they had. 
including things like whether or not their doctor or nurse always or usually communicated well with them, you know, the cleanliness and quietness of the hospital, and an overall rating of what they felt about their hospital care. In addition to the quality measures, we have our two key measurements, which as the title of our article suggests, are the level of vertical integration and market concentration. So for vertical integration, we used the American Hospital Association Annual Survey to designate those levels. We had a category just for hospitals that had no integration whatsoever. And then we had four levels from loosest to tightest, um, ranging from independent practice associations, where a hospital just primarily assists with physicians in contracting with managed care plans, up to the fully integrated organizations where hospitals hire physicians as salaried employees and own their practices. To measure market concentration, we used the Herfindahl-Hirschman Index, or HHI, and that's something that's commonly used in previous literature of this type, and it's also what the Department of Justice uses to evaluate potential mergers. So using all of that data, uh, we performed regression analysis for each of the quality measures to determine whether or not the vertical integration or the market concentration had an effect on the quality measures. In that analysis, we used hospital fixed effects to control for kind of the fixed unobservable differences across hospitals, such as their geography or their teaching status. And we also used year fixed effects to control for any changes that in quality that might have coincided with these changes that we have in integration as well. Very thorough body of information there, and it produced some very interesting results. Why don't you tell us about those? Sure. So physician hospital integration had a limited effect. It did not improve the quality of care for an overwhelming majority of the measures we looked at. So for only two of the 29 did we see a statistically significant effect, and that would be for the really the fully integrated hospitals had better adherence to the continuation of beta blocker than non-integrated hospitals. And for pneumonia, the two tightest integrated um, had slightly lower um, readmission rates than non-integrated hospitals. Now, a large part of that, you know, the fact that we're not seeing much going on with this integration is because we suspect, you know, physicians really want the best outcome for their patients and are going to adhere to these common processes with or without hospital oversight. I mean, for example, when we looked at just like kind of basic summary statistics for process adherence, they tended to be 90% higher, and that was across all levels of integration, all levels of market concentration. So physicians already have, you know, the best interest for their patients in mind. But on the other hand, what we found was kind of interesting is that increased market concentration, which lowers our market competition, was strongly associated with reduced quality in terms of patient satisfaction. Now, with fewer competitors, we kind of suspect that it seems maybe there's just less incentive to keep patients happy. Um, and why I think this is important is that given the nature of some of our satisfaction measures, they could reflect clinical quality as well. Um, just take, for example, whether your medications are explained or how well you're communicating with your patients, um, there could be arguments made that, you know, the overall clinical quality could suffer if patients don't understand their care or the recommendations being made by their physicians, either during their hospital stay or post-discharge. 
So given your hypothesis going into this, did you find these these uh, results surprising? So kind of yes and no, right? Um, so we expected that the increased market concentration could be associated with lower quality based on the previous research, and that is what we found in terms of patient satisfaction. But we also expected that vertical integration could be associated with changes in quality as well, which we found little evidence of. So although you know, increased quality is often cited as an argument or a justification for integration, we don't find that vertical integration has a broad positive effect or really any effect for that matter on quality of care in our data. So based on what you found, um, what do you think this means for healthcare providers moving forward? So I'd say there are a couple of takeaways that I would like them to kind of hone in on. First of all, I think providers need to think about their overarching goals of integration. So if they're trying to use integration to increase quality, it may not be the best means to do so. So like I said, most physicians are already following a lot of the standards of care. Um, we found that the physician hospital integration only reduced one of the three readmission rates and though it was statistically significant, it was not a very large magnitude of change. Um, in the two tightest forms of integration, they only had readmission rates that were on average 0.19 and 0.12 percentage points lower than non-integrated hospitals. Also, just to keep in mind that you know when you put in type the structural integration through physician employment. So you have the human resource management and the financial management, for example. That's not necessarily leading to clinical integration, so you're not necessarily going to get those coordinated patient services or the monitoring of the best practices. And final, I would like them to just consider how our finding that patients experience tends to be lower in more highly concentrated markets where there is correspondingly less competition and how that affects them. Because although better patient experience may not always correlate with higher clinical quality, which is you know kind of what we as researchers and they as providers tend to focus on, that like it or not, <laughs> um, measuring quality based on patient perception is increasing. And so this is becoming more important as consumers just continue to use and increasingly use online physician ratings and reviews to choose their providers. So I mentioned earlier, you know, that could be the case that um, it matches with clinical quality, but we need to do further research on that to see does it. And, you know, if it doesn't, then we need to think about how we're presenting data to um, consumers and possibly develop and provide patients better measures in terms that they can understand and use to select their providers. Well, some very enlightening research, Mara. Uh, if someone in our audience wanted to take a deeper dive into the study, where can they go? So the um, paper is actually available for free online. You can look through the Baker Institute website, and you can also check out the journal it was published in is Medical Care Research and Review. And that is free and open to the public in both of those places. Excellent. Well, Mara Short, we appreciate you coming by the Hospital Finance Podcast today and uh, presenting this very interesting body of information to our audience. Thank you. Oh, thank you. 
If you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the Hospital Finance Podcast, or if you'd like to be a guest, drop us a line at update at Bessler.com. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.